Welcome to the Truth and Democracy Coalition's monthly meeting. My name is Rich Procida. I'm the founder of the Truth and Democracy Coalition and the host of the Truth and Democracy podcast. I'd like to tell you a little bit about the Truth and Democracy Coalition and then talk about some future events coming up. So the Truth and Democracy Coalition was formed to build a pro-democracy movement in America. We educate the public about disinformation, teach people to be critical of the propaganda they consume, and provide critical analysis of current events and social issues. The coalition seeks to build communities of people of different faiths and ideologies to defend and promote democracy locally, nationally, and globally. Now, some future, on Sunday, May 21st, this year at 2 p. No, at noon. At noon on May 21st on Sunday, we welcome Harvard educated, Harvard educated, American moral philosopher, cultural commentator, and essayist Susan Neiman. So, Dr. Neiman will speak to us about her new book, "Left Is Not Woke." So, to register for that, go to tinyurl/leftnotwoke. Then on June 4th at 2 o'clock, we will start our monthly Red Pill Men's Group. So to register for, register for this nonpartisan men's support group, go to tinyurl slash redpillmen. Then on June 11th, 2023 at 2 p.m., Richard Procida, that's me by the way, will lead a discussion about what's wrong with men and what to do about it. Now let's turn to our discussion. So we're promoting transgenderism in our schools. My understanding of the history of transgender treatment is that psychologists first tried treating gender dysphoria by trying to get transgendered persons to accept their birth gender, but that didn't work. The only thing that did work was to allow a person to transition to their perceived gender identity. So it's polite and correct to refer to them by their preferred pronouns and to treat them as women and men or whatever gender they identify with. It seems, however, that transgendered persons are not satisfied with this. They expect the whole world to treat them as if they were no longer transgendered, as if they were women and men by birth. They want to compete in sports with those of their preferred gender, or at least the transgendered women do. And they want to use restrooms that match their gender identity. But this is not the purpose of the treatment for gender dysphoria. It's one thing to help someone recover from gender dysphoria by helping and supporting them in their transition. It's another to force the whole world to conform to their beliefs about themselves. So now we are forcing everyone to identify their pronouns and we think of them or call them bigots if they don't. To me, that is an act of forcibly outing people. In my opinion, my sexuality is no one's business but my own and those I choose to share it with. I'm long past the point where I have to worry about whether I'm a man or not, but now we are forcing school children for a captive audience who have identified by these categories at a time when they may be unsure 
and insecure about who they are. And we also know that many parents will oppose this type of intrusion into their children's personal lives. So isn't the opposition to these programs to be expected? Shouldn't we have a, expect many parents to oppose these teachings? And why would we impose on children something their parents disagree with? Why must we all now identify ourselves by categories and identities, gender or otherwise? Is this part of the attempt to generate a race, class, gender consciousness among young people? And if so, how are we not pushing political ideology on people's children? Are we doing this because we can't get the adults to agree with us, so we go after their children instead? Ooh. Go ahead, go ahead, Jeffrey. So tell me the question again real quick. Can, can, no, that was a long question there, Jeff. Well, the question is about um, pushing transgenderism in our schools and sort of not expect and somehow not expecting there to be opposition to it and then pushing it on children you know who are a captive audience and um who may be confused themselves you know i know i was definitely when i was a kid and um so that's and really the question here education is vital but forcing it on them is not not okay they need to be educated about what it is what it and all this because once they start down that road there's no turning back is that they decide they decide to go down that road to become a part of the LGBT community, there's no turning back. So they have to be sure that's what they want, if you know what I mean. I love your I love your background, Jeffrey. Thank I you. love your background there. Okay, Richard, let's go to I know I probably missed some people. Richard um, Ivan. Yeah, Ellie, you Ellie, let's uh, put Ellie up here. Okay. Ellie. So I have, a, I have an issue with the thrust of the question, if not uh if not only for the phrasing, when we said pushing transgender transgenderism, nobody is pushing transgenderism. Transgenderism is not an ideology. We are push the people that are pushing for what's called transgenderism are really pushing for the, the rights of transgendered people. Just they have as much a right to do that, even though and I don't wholesale agree with everything that they're um that they're uh, voicing for. But just like religious people have a right to the degree they have the personal beliefs, be they born of religious beliefs, to impose that on others, like with abortion and stuff like that, so should the transgender. As, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of kids commit suicide, and that's why parental consent should be bypassed when it comes to this type of things in most situations. Those should be more or less on a case-by-case -case basis because their parents are outright bigots or hyper-religious, and they want to have nothing to do with it, and they stigmatize the situation even more and are not listening to the kids. Again, it should be a case-by-case -case basis. I don't also agree with uh, with all the legal rigidities and strictures involved. And um, that's it. They have every right to uh, promote rights of transgender people. They're not pushing transgenderism, and that is a distinction with a difference. Yeah. Thank you, Ellie. Um, I appreciate your comments. Um, I do think that parents, you know, um, when we're going over parents' heads and not bringing them into the conversation, we're tearing families apart, you know, and people and to say they're bigots is a real easy answer to that question to call them bigots. No, they have a different opinion. And, um, you know, and just to say, you know, like, for instance, I'm perfectly willing to tell you know, I've dated transgender women, 
you know? So it's not like I'm opposed to transgenderism, okay? I would love to see more beautiful transgender women out there. But one thing I'm opposed to is this push, this ideology that says, now we're going to go after our children. And just because we can't bring the parents along, they have a right to share their beliefs and values with their children. And I don't think the state has any right to come in and then just say, oh, we're going to take over this very sensitive personal issue um, that parents and children need to be um, involved in together. And that's why I feel that's why it's a case by case basis. And we have to uh, to weigh that against uh, suicide. So I, I agree that this, this, these are penumbras and these are things that the law cannot, you know, ha, uh, has it's, it's a rough thing to do. And it should be a case by case basis and it should be a community. So it depends on the on the posture of their parents. But uh, but not in every case should parents be involved is what I'm saying. Or if the, if the parents are demonstrably big, and I'm not saying that all parents are some of them are very, very caring. Actually, some of the parents may want to push. Uh, a gender reassignment, and maybe uh, the psychologists and the other people involved, and the kid themselves are are on the fence. So th that's why I think it should be case by case basis. But it's not that we're pushing it; it's that we are that we are saying the rights of transgender kids should be um, leveled. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ellie. Um, Samuel, go ahead. Turn your camera on. Uh, let's hear from you if you can turn your camera on. That way I can show your lovely, wonderful face. But if you feel um, less comfortable, go ahead. You ready? Are you still, or is your hand just raised up from last time? Yeah, I forgot. Okay. All right. All right. Um, let's go to um, Anne, because we haven't heard from Anne in a while. So what I, so... So what I see is that the world that we live in now is a, the extension of beginning with civil rights back in the 60s. And then that was the world that said, black, white, right, wrong, moral, immoral, legal, illegal, went through all of that, right? Then we had the uh, women's movement in the 70s and the, oh, you know, women can't have these legal rights and, you know, you know, whatever. And then, then we had the LGBTQ, no, LGB, yeah, yeah, all right? And, and again, oh, right, wrong, good, bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's always that thing about rendering the other as something that is morally corrupt, inferior, undesirable, contagious, has to be kept out by laws and morality. And the trans community now, um, yeah, I think it's all, uh, it's not being rolled out in the best way, but the bottom line is that the parents who don't want, and it's not just trans issues, they don't want gay issues, They and there's probably many, many uh, sex, they don't want any of that. The problem has nothing to do with the kids, the problem has to do with the parents. The parents are terrified, oftentimes because They've got all this whacked up, repressed stuff inside of themselves. So you start pulling that little thread. And right now in 2023, we're calling it the trans question, but it's not about trans. It's about SEX. And so the, the parents are the problem. And 
yeah, I mean, as a kid, I was a tomboy and, you know, I have two daughters and, you know, one daughter's into trucks and the other one was into dolls and like, whatever, there's a wide variety on the spectrum of human behavior and, and interests. And what's going on now, it's just a logical extension of the fact that since the 60s and before that, civil rights didn't happen in the 60s. It was going on since Reconstruction, before that even. But, but yeah, this, 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 this insanity around trans is like, it's a wacko thing because it's not about trans. It's about seeing the person in front of you and allowing yourself to ask questions and to, 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 ha to have to find out from the person and to give them space. And these parents who are going crazy over this, they don't want anybody to have space to ask questions about anything. Because if you ask a question, you're gonna rattle their cage and they're too crazy in the head. I'm a therapist. I'm in this world a lot. So whatever. Yeah. You know, I have some issue with just having this identified by categories that the individual, like you said, it's why can't we just be individuals? Why can't we just be people who are different? That rather than having to set us into categories, um, why can't we just respect who each individual is and and leave it at that, you know? And I, we do need to educate the parents, you know, not the children, the parents, you know. You know, um, there's an old saying about that. My mother uh -huh. kind of came up with that, I think, or my grandparents, okay. I don't know. Any, anyway, if everything was the same, then this world would get pretty boring. I love your mother, Jeffrey. All right. you want me to tell her that no yes please so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna to go to jennifer next um thank you ann for popping back up again okay yeah, jennifer go ahead um, so uh, with the transgender controversy happening in schools right now um actually there was a a, a teacher that had like read in my school district in my city school district um god well, I, I can't the name of the book escapes me but um it was on the reading curriculum from the school board the teacher didn't just like pull this book out of some random like amazon reading list that she saw that got like five stars like it was on the curriculum approved by the school board and <clears throat> um you know like nowadays like the the group that is basically uh saying that you know, transgenderism shouldn't be included in the teaching, like, study plan for students is basically, like, those are people who are very extremist. Like, they, they think that they, people can still, like, be, like, it's, like, it's, like, a disease or something. Like, you can, it's contagious and that you can contract, like, gayness and, like, you could change someone to become a transgender if you teach these things to kids in school and, like, um, they think it's like, you know, like X-rated material. Like the book itself doesn't speak on sexual topics at all. Like it's, those are very like old school, like mentality of like when someone was gay, like I think, I don't know, like I think it was like back in the sixties or something. Like they, you would have to like, they thought that you were spreading like sexual, like, like 
inappropriateness in school and you would be sent off to some like institution to like be like you know like turned to straight um so like just that those those the the parents who are saying that their choice their what, what their you know they should have the option to pick what their kids learn in school um like they're all still living in those times like they don't I don't think that they are accepting the fact that gayness transgenderism you that's not something that you could just contract like that's not you can't you are born gay or you are born transgender and those topics are very important because now we're finally getting to the point where even kids nowadays are starting to accept gayness like homosexuality whereas before it was extremely um no one would come out of the closet there would be a very rare few that would come out of the closet in school and they didn't have that opportunity to just be their true selves and finally now we're in a place where that there's a space for that to happen and there's just such an opposition that's trying to fight against it and i don't i just don't understand it yeah you know i i um have thought that the legal argument is stronger than the biological argument because legally people have a right to be who they are and to express themselves in the way that they want to express themselves biology however um it there we be, we don't know where science is going to go with this there's a lot of evidence there's neuroplasticity um where the wiring in your brain is changed and also there's i mean people say well we're born this way but there's also people who you might say are born antisocial born killers born criminals you know born murderers you know so just because you're born some way you know doesn't necessarily make it right or wrong what makes it right or wrong is whether you're hurting other people and whether you know that's what really makes it right or wrong so um thank you thank you jennifer um well, I'll, I'll, dear I'll, dear richard really quickly what makes it wrong is to make transgenderism where a are you? anti trans uh, anti transgenderism a, poli uh, a political ideology that's what makes it wrong when you when, when you hyper politicize it and by calling something transgenderism when we talk about human rights uh, human rights of individual kids you it's a cheap way of saying it's like saying some something under the auspices of wokeism or propaganda i know some, sometimes these are quite convenient ways to characterize things but at other times you're cheapening uh the very animal you know the an assessment of that which is in front of you and that is in front of you is, is a kid that we should look at and we shouldn't look about the political aspects of it or what people think about you know should they go through a gender assignment not gender assignment you know whatever have you we we have to really be um we, sh we shouldn't empower uh we shouldn't in this is what i'm trying to say we sh we should not empower uh um anti-strategy trans transgenderism because I, I don't think transgenderism is a political ideology that that has you know uh meritorious laurels on its own it's really what what people have emotionally vested in it and and the way they try to politicize it but left to its own laurels transgenderism is not a political ideology 
Okay. Thank you, Ellie. Um, thank you. And um, I um, I know Deborah. Um, if you can turn on your camera, and also I want to try and keep this to be sort of not um, so um, heated. Keep it um, sort of um, you know um, a discussion um, as much as possible. So um, you know, I, so um, I know you have a different opinion. So I'd like to ask you to express that now. Um, it's not necessarily necessarily a different opinion. Um, every parent has a right um, to bring their children up the way they want to bring them up. I don't have any argument about that at all. However, um, sex education, and I'm, I know you're talking about transgenderism, but give me a minute. Um, sex education has been in the school for years and years and years and years and years. There's never been an objection to teachers teaching their our children about sex. Now, just because you have two people that um, are different, then there's this great big objection because they're two men or two women or women and men who identify as different than what they actually are. Um, it's great that we have wonderful parents. I've, I've been in this argument in a city in New Jersey, and that's why I'm so heated about this. Um, they were saying that it should be up to the parents, which it should be. But you also have to take into consideration that there are parents who don't speak to their children. Mm. I mean, growing up, you know, there are kids that didn't know about sex education, that girls didn't know about their period, boys didn't know, you know, what they were doing was necessarily wrong um, because nobody told them. So that's where the parent, the teachers came in. Now, I know in my state, it's a law that they must teach this. But in the law, it states that the parents have an option to opt out. So, you know, the parents are allowed to say, no, I don't want my kids to be taught this. And there's there's no objection to it. The kids aren't penalized. Um, you know, their grades aren't changed or anything like that. But by not teaching it, what you're breeding is more bigotry, more bullying, and the kids are going to grow up and we're not going to change anything. This is a moment that we could change the world in their view on how people are wired. And I believe it's important that these children learn about it. I mean, it's great. I'm happy that parents take the kids home and sit down and talk to them about it. Um, some of the parents I know their views I'm not going to agree about, agree with, but it's their right. But for those children who aren't being taught anything, they're the ones, they're a part of the of our future. And they're going to continue on this cycle of bullying and bigotry, which we're trying to stop. Mm -hmm. you so know, I, yeah. you know, I, I mean, that's my that's my view on it. I'm not against the parents taking care of their kids. They should be taking their care of their kids. And they shouldn't be making the teachers be the babysitters. Um, but unfortunately, it is what it is. And, you know, whether we're going to change that or not, as far as parents sitting with their kids, I don't think we're ever going to change that. But at least now they had the opportunity to learn it. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I agree with you on all of everything that you just said. And I know there are parents who who beat their children. There are parents who kill their children. And so we need to be very much aware 
of what's going on in the family home um, and so forth. And I think just one thing that may be a difference is that I, I'm really opposed to forcing the, the, the categorization of each children so that now each child has to now identify when they may not even be know what they're set comfortable or be aware of where they are sexually at all so that that's really where i because i have a problem with being forced to categorize myself publicly and i don't want to i don't want to tell you about um you know my sexuality necessarily i mean i do talk about it but I don't want to be sitting in a room where it's going to go around and say, what's your sexual preference, Richard? I don't think they're doing that. I don't really think that they're going to do that. I think uh, I haven't been there. You know, I don't know what the curriculum is, what their, you know, their daily plans are. But I really don't think they're going to sit and make children come out and say, because, again, like you said, they really don't know what I think what they're trying to do is explain to them that just because you have two women or two men or somebody who wants to identify as a man or a woman, it's not a bad thing. I think they just want to teach them that it is not a bad thing, that it's not anything that they need to bully anybody about, not to be their friend about. They need to, they're just trying to make these children understand that this world, the people in this world are all different. Mm -hmm. um, what, what people want, you know, uh, the transgender now, they're going through this thing that they want to have he, she, or whatever. Um, I don't blame them because they've been so bullied and, and made fun of in the past. They're just trying to get their own identity out there. Now, whether it's going to continue on with the he and she and all that, um, I don't know. It just, but they're just trying to make this statement that they're trying to come out and let people understand that they're human beings. They're not different than you or I. They're just human beings trying to live in this world. You know, I appreciate that, Deborah. Debbie, thank you very much. Um, you know, I, and I, I support that. I, but I do know people who are calling it sick right now. And yeah, I have listened right. to people. Right. They're calling it sick. Yeah. Thank you, Debbie. Okay, Samuel, it looks like you put your hand back up. Um, yes, I put my hand back up on late for another webinar. I'll do this just before I leave. Um, the other was a phone bank that started at three o'clock. Okay. Um, so my situation is self-centering. First of all, they talked about good or bad. Um, I'm only a volunteer to Sierra Club, and I have access to Campfire. And they had an actual course on that, and that's called binary thinking as compared to holistic thinking, which is not uh, like uh, man versus woman, white versus black. It's binary. You have to try and stay away from binary and go to holistic thinking. And then there's another thing. How many of you have read the works of Reinhold Niebuhr? I have not, but I've... But I looked at his Wikipedia article. He's one of the founders of the American Democratic Action. He's, he's the theologian who, who was among the co-founders of the Americans for Democratic Action, which I'm on the board, the Southern California chapter. Niebuhr says that it's an original sin to focus too much on your to focus entirely on yourself and blame and and put badness in other people because that's thinking too much about what you think 
and opposing yourself on others. That's the original sin. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Um, thank you. Thank you, um, Samuel. Have a great rest of your day. You too. And um, it looks like we're running out of time for to address another question. And I, I want to thank everybody um, for coming. That's you're that's okay, Debbie. Thank you. I understand these get emotional, and I get emotional too. I think it's been a great discussion. I had like four more questions to go. So um, but this is this is great. Check out our YouTube page. Thank you everyone for coming. And I really appreciate everyone's comments and everybody who participated. Where and, we're on YouTube. We're on YouTube. Um, go to um Truth and it's um YouTube slash at Truth and Democracy Coalition. And you can also just search for Truth and Democracy Coalition and you'll find all our videos there. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for helping out, Ellie. Thank you. No, thank you for the forum. It's great for everybody to express their opinions and and stuff like that. It's it's good because that's how we modulate each other's opinion by hearing each other. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Ellie. Okay, bye now, everybody.